the self-publishing show. There's never been a better time to be a writer. All right, Cameron Scott, welcome to the self-publishing show. We're going to be talking Amazon ads and automation of Amazon ads and so on. Why don't you start by introducing yourself a little bit? Oh, sure. Uh, my name is Cameron Scott. Um, I'm an Amazon seller and uh, I've started selling on Amazon about five years ago, early 2018, uh, with Amazon's print-on-demand platform, uh, now called Merch On Demand, but it's pretty similar to KDP, um, except for t-shirts instead of books that you sell. So I started there in 2018, and um, with Merch On Demand, you're very limited in the levers you can pull to drive sales to your products. Uh, you're stuck with the thumbnail that they give you. There's no A plus content, no back end keywords. You can't pick your categories. You're just kind of stuck with the listing. So you're pretty limited in what you can do to uh, rank your product, drive sales. So early on, um, I had a chance to get access to Amazon ads. They didn't have it um, for everybody for merch on demand. You had to apply to it. And I knew just from my understanding of the ranking algorithm and some other friends that sold on um, Amazon through other platforms like FBA and FBM, knowing where Amazon was, was going, they were pushing everybody towards Amazon ads, which it kind of makes sense if you think about Amazon, they kind of, uh, they get a huge cut of the, you know, sale itself, and then they get a cut of the Amazon ads as well. So they, their, their priorities to do what's best for them. So it kind of made sense if I saw where it was going. So I, I jumped into Amazon ads really heavily early on when in the merch on demand platform, um, it was very skeptical. People almost had like a pride around selling their products organically. I don't need to use ads. Uh, it's a waste of money. And I saw a different route. So I invested heavily in Amazon ads. And uh, since that time, I've sold about $4 million of my own products on Amazon, um, about $400,000 of my own money on Amazon ads. And uh, also during that time, I um, was the uh, COO of a company called Fanprint, um, high seven-figure print-on-demand company. Uh, they specialize in the license apparel space. Um, so that would be, uh, we had licenses for the Dallas Cowboys and uh, Major League Baseball players, all the U.S. colleges. So that gave me a kind of a big, a broader perspective of managing ads on a larger scale for hundreds of thousands of products. Um, and the Amazon tools that they give you to manage ads are just super frustrating. Um, I ran into that really early on. Uh, they just don't give you the tools to manage uh, a large number of campaigns. It took hours. And with those frustrations, I, I just kind of, you know, there's got to be a better way. And my co-founder, Tom, my now co-founder, Tom and I started developing uh, Merch Jar, which is um, software to help manage your ads and automate all the tedious things um, with the goal of one ad so you can focus on all the other aspects of your business. So that's now where my main focus is. And we launched uh, a couple years ago, uh, about two and a half years ago, and we've now managed over 20 million ads through 20 million dollars in ads through the platform. And um, the sellers have that's resulted in over a hundred million dollars in sales for our users. And uh, about a quarter of our users are KDP users, actually. So we've seen a big opportunity there. Um, with similar frustrations, probably even more than other platforms, because 
ADP sellers don't even have the tools that all the other sellers have um, through ads. So it's probably even more frustrating. So while it's maybe not at the same scale as merch on demand with that tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of products, it's still, it's a different frustration with Amazon ads. And that's where I spend my time now. Still sell my own products, but my focus now is on uh, making tools to make Amazon ads easier. So um, I'm assuming you ended up when you were ma manually running your ads campaigns, making basically the same decisions over and over again, depending on you know, adjusting the bid rate or the, and that's where you, you saw an opportunity to automate this. Yeah, exactly. So I did exactly that and find myself running the same, you know, running the same filters, downloading the same reports, uh, making the same optimizations. And it just took hours with Amazon's own tools where, um, and, and some of your, your audience may not even know this, but with other seller platforms, you have a, access to what's called bulk operations. You can download a report of all of your entire accounts, campaigns, keywords, targets, and analyze everything all at once, make changes all at once. So even having access to that, it was still frustrating because it, at times it would take hours to download. Amazon's own software isn't you know, super fast to use. And it's still frustrating, especially if you don't really love spreadsheets. I'm, I'm okay with spreadsheets. I still don't love fiddling around with them, especially with thousands of different keywords and targets to adjust. So yeah, finding this, doing the same thing over and over, plus everything else I needed to focus on just in all the different aspects of a business, developing new products, um, was a, a primary component, probably similar to writers and authors too, is your, your time's probably best spent creating new products, right? Writing new books, not spending hours every single week, you know, fiddling with bids, you know, dialing into each campaign and, you know, adjusting the bids here and there. Yeah. Um, and or you end up not doing it and you end up wasting a ton of money. And Merch Jar does go into that level of detail, does it? Because obviously you can, there's a couple of tools out there that will adjust the campaign's overall settings, the bid on automatic rules if it dips below or, or you know, sales ROAS, whatever you want to use as a measure. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to use it, I always think if you're going to use a robot, you may as well have the robot can do things that you simply couldn't do. Right? Literally, if you've got a thousand keywords in two or three campaigns, it could it could work at keyword level and eventually rub out the keywords that simply aren't working for you and focus the money on the keywords that are. Well, even further than just keywords, but it's really goes down to the most granular, which is the search term level. Uh, so there's a lot of talk about like keywords, adjusting keywords. It's it's not so much about the keywords, it's about the search terms. Keywords are just a way of telling Amazon, hey, put my ads on these search terms. What the customers are actually typing into Amazon or the product pages that your ads do appear on. So part of it is managing the bids on those. You know, your ACoS is, uh, or ROAS, whatever you end up using as your metric is too high, I'm gonna uh, you know, slowly dial the bid down or it's low, so I wanna get more reach, I'm gonna adjust the bid. Pretty simple to do, uh, and our software does automate that for you. Um, but it goes a step further with the search terms. So it's going to evaluate your search terms and the ones that are getting a lot of clicks and no orders or you know uh, KNP reads for KDP. If it's not performing, it's going to negate those. And the other big aspect of Amazon is finding the search terms that are working. So like I run a lot of automatic campaigns; they work great, and it's kind of letting. Amazon do the work for you. They have all this data. So they're going to put your ad all kinds of places. And then when stuff starts selling from that, we're going to pull that out and put it into a manual campaign so I can have a little more focus on that, a little more control over the bids. Um, and 
that's really tedious to do. If you go through your search term reports, I'm not even sure what the best way to do that with KDP. I guess you have to go into each ad group mm. on your account and go to the search term. It's like, okay, this one's selling. Um, so that's, a. I mean, that would take, I mean, you, you can do all these things manually. It would just take, it's, it's about the time component. Our software is really about saving time. I don't know that there's anything you couldn't do manually with the software, but it just makes things a lot easier. So for things like the search terms, Amazon only gives you 65 days, right? Um, it's a pretty limited amount of time, especially if you don't have a lot of order volume on your products. You may need more clicks to be able to make a good decision and you're not getting that volume of clicks within 65 days. We store your data up to the life of your account so you can go back even further. I can look at search terms that we're selling, especially this time of year, really relevant. What search terms were working last holiday season that I need to put some focus on. Uh, the search terms that work during Q4 for my own products perform much differently than the rest of the year. You know, something like uh, stocking stuffer for men is a, a search term I, I target. That doesn't get any traffic the rest of the year, but I can go back and, and look at it. So and you can do that manually. What works that search term? Stacking what? Uh, stocking stuffer oh, stock, for men. Stocking stuffer. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, funny enough, I think authors find it the other way because we spend all year advertising our books and then suddenly get crowded out in November and everyone's, you know, the cost per click goes up and everyone's sort of sales efficiency of their ad campaigns goes down. That's Facebook as well. I, I think that makes sense. And I think that's probably the case for the majority of my products too. I have one bestseller. It makes up the majority of uh, my revenue throughout the year, but it, it does very, it's a... Uh, a shirt for dad. So it does, it's a very giftable shirt. So it ends up doing really well this time of year. And uh, if it didn't do as well as it did and convert as well as it did, it I wouldn't be able to to advertise either, either paying $1.50, $2.50 per click. You have to have a really high conversion rate to make that work. So for most of my products, it, it just doesn't. Um, but there's still cases like you can still get reach with lower impressions, which which does happen as well. Yeah. So, so one of the main questions that will be people's minds now is, is your product has been built around other forms of merch, but the book ecosystem does feel quite particular. How well does it lend itself to our world? So we have developed some things with KDP. I think that just first off, there's a lot more we can do. So I, we were, we met at the 20 books Vegas conference. And the reason I even went to that was because we noticed about a quarter of our users were using KDP. And I wanted to learn more about how we could support them. Uh, we already bring in metrics like KENP, um, the estimated royalties that can be used within our different automation functions. Um, so there is that, but I think there's more we could do, definitely. And I've had, we've had a ton of ideas just since the, the last few weeks. It takes time to develop those, of course. I think some of the biggest issues is um, like with attribution, I think that's mm -hmm. a, a really big issue, especially with the page reads. So that, that's a very unique issue with KDP. I don't, maybe it's not an issue feature, um, where <laughs> no other product really has that. Uh, the, and the, the other part of it is the sell through rate with series. So you have a book one, yeah. they, you know, X percentage of people go on to book two, three, four. That's not very typical with normal product sales, right? Like most people aren't, you know, I'm buying this shirt, so I'm going to buy all these other shirts or whatever product in FBA. Um, our goal is to support any kind of seller. And now we're, we're definitely looking at KDP and how we can better support that. And um, 
Yeah. I don't know that we've solved, you know, we've quite answered the question, like, what is the best way? Maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So what what would KDP sellers like to see with that? We have a few ideas when it comes to that, like sell through rate. Um, yeah, I think the, being able the, to turn your the, the value of a sale, being able to put that in manually to say, I know that a sale of book one of my series is worth X. And then that helps you at a glance see the... Um, the efficiency of the sale. I mean, there aren't many, you're right, there aren't many people I can think of will look at an Amazon ads dashboard and see a loss and know that that campaign is actually making a profit for them. It's just not in the campaign's metrics, but in your stuff that sits on top, if we could have some uh, manual control over those figures, it would show that. That's, I think, going to be our first step is, because that's, I, I don't want to say it's simple, my co-founder, he's the tech guy, he'd probably be like screaming at me because I always think like, <laughs> it's easy to come up with ideas and then actually developing them a whole other side of things. But I think that's our first step is um, giving manual control to almost like have like a multiplier on, hey, this every order is actually worth X amount through sell through rate because you can get that data from I, I know there's other tools that sort of provide that data. And similar with the read through, be able to have a value on each pay, uh, page read within that 14 day window, because we know there's a lot of page reads that happen after the fact. Um, not everybody's going to finish that book or maybe even start that book within that 14 day time frame. So being able to place a value on what uh, some sort of multiplier on those page reads, like this is a dollar value and then combining that with your actual orders too. Um, and then be able to optimize based on those or, um, you know, pull search terms out that are getting, you know, hitting this revenue figure or, you know, whatever your metrics are. And I'm sure it's different from, I learned a lot at 20 books and it sounds like every genre is a little bit different yeah. <laughs> with that. Um, but it seems like authors are pretty well versed in that too. Like their specific genre is sort of the trends with that. Yeah. I tell you, I did have a question about search terms versus keywords, yeah. which you answered recently in the interview. Well, that's 10 minutes ago now. But <laughs> I want you to describe to people who aren't as familiar with Amazon ads, what the difference is between a keyword and a search term. Yeah, so um, and a lot of people conflate these or use them interchangeably, and they're they're different, and it's important to understand the difference with it. So a search term is what a customer actually types into a search bar. It's it's how most of us search for products. Um, the other portion of search terms that you'll see if you go into your uh, search term reports is you'll find ASINs, the product identifiers. Um, for Amazon, that means your ad's showing up on a product page. But the search terms are where your ad appears in the search results. So someone types in uh, whatever search, you know, romance novels for dogs. Uh, you're, you're, if you're targeting that search term, you're going, your ad is going to appear in the results of that or on a product page for products listed on that. A keyword, you're telling Amazon what search terms you want your ad to appear for. That's simply all keywords are. It's not, you're not necessarily, um, and there's different match types for those. So that's telling you how broad of search terms you wanna um, have your ad placed on or how exact. So if you're using exact match, you're only going to show on that search term and then a couple variations of it with like plurals um, and a couple other words that they strip out where if you're with a phrase, that keyword has to be in the, in the search term somewhere that someone types in and, and so forth. Um, and then you have like automatic that's just gonna kinda uh, 
target a little bit of everything, but there's different targeting groups within automatic that sort of operate as keywords too. But that, that would be the difference. Is that, did I, is that clear? Yeah, 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 it does. And I think it's always worth reiterating that when we, uh, we talk about Amazon ads. Okay, so going back to, to Merch Jar, the tool, um, mm -hmm. how, does it, uh, how does it operate? How, do you have a subscription? Do you pay per budget, per percentage of budget? How does that work? Yeah, there is a subscription. Every, every account starts with a free 14-day trial so you can get used to the software, make sure it works for what you're looking for. And then our, we have different levels of subscription, and they're all based on the ad revenue that you generate. So we only make more money if you're successful with ads and you're making more money. And those plans start at $10 per month um, because we wanted um, what we found in all the tools out there is that they're just not accessible for a lot of sellers. So we wanted to have pricing that would support sellers no matter where they're at in their journey with advertising. Okay, I mean, $10 a month sounds really good. And what, what happens when you scale up? How, how is that measured? Because you say, I mean, a lot of um, uh, KDP sellers using Amazon don't necessarily show a profit on their on their dashboard that's even if true that's so that so we came up with this pricing maybe before we started really diving into oh, okay so, we're, so we we're should take advantage of that before you change it <laughs> you, yes i would say it's on the seller's benefit we have no way to know what you're selling outside of that 14-day attribution window so that's all we're um getting credit for you could say so if you're heavy on page yeah. reads yeah definitely <laughs> you can very much take advantage <laughs> of it uh, otherwise it's a small percentage of uh, sale starts at 1.2% of revenue down to uh, 0.8 and it can go even lower with you know annual, we have an annual subscription where you can save about 33% on that so. okay and can you do you need a separate account for each domain so if I wanted to run .com and .co.uk and .de nope. and so on no, nope, it's unlimited. So you get access to all of our features with any subscription. There's a couple difference when it comes to like number of syncing and things like that, but our all of our tools are available. Otherwise, you can sync unlimited accounts to um, a Mercer account with a single login. Since we're we're just entirely okay. based on the advertising revenue you generate. Sounds sounds good. Um, and you say you're up for some feedback from authors. I mean, how would people? get in touch with you if they're using the tool. There might be people listening to this who are already using it. If you say 25% of your base is KDP users, um, do you have like a support group, Facebook groups or something like that? Yeah, so of, of course any of our users can go right through our support. It's, it's me doing most of the support at this point. Um, and then we have a Facebook group. Uh, we actually, it's, it's Amazon Ads University if you want to search or if you'll put a link, um, however this gets delivered. Um, it's a group sure. with about we'll put it in the show notes, yeah. Um, it's a group of about 7,500 different advertisers in it. Um, so definitely a great place to ask questions and learn from other advertisers. And then we do have a Facebook group that's dedicated to just Mershar and we have our YouTube channel as well. Great. And in terms of the tool itself, uh, we can't, because most people actually listen to the show rather than watch it. So even if we did ScreenFlow, but can you sort of describe the levers that are available uh, within it, what you can go in and do and how often it then implements these these rules or whatever so there's a couple different parts we have our automation features and then we also have our ad manager feature which the ad manager feature brings all of your advertising data into one place so you can see all your keywords in one table add filters perform bulk actions across thousands of keywords at the same time if you'd like 
so that's a really good place just to explore your data, all your search terms that they don't give you in one place and KDP just doesn't have access to. So that's a great place just to do bulk actions and make what you're doing now much more efficient. And then we have our automation tools and we have a couple different tools there. We have our tool that's called Recipes, uh, which does a lot of different features. A lot of it's around bid management, but when it comes to the levers, we took a different approach than any other tools out there because our goal was to and what we ran into is there's a thousand different ways to manage ads. Everybody wants to do things a little bit differently. And we didn't want to create a black box algorithm that you just, okay, do whatever you're gonna do with my ads and I have no idea what it's gonna do and we'll see if it works. We didn't wanna take that approach and we didn't wanna take an approach where it's a very fixed um, logic-based system where it's like, okay, if the A cost is this, then do this. Uh, so instead we developed a our own, it's sort of like a programming language. Um, for any of the nerdy programmers out there, it's, it's SQL-like, but much simpler to use, um, to where you can sort of have it do whatever you'd like. And one of the major features of it that no other software I've seen does is you can actually query your data, look, look through all of your data using multiple date ranges at the same time. So instead of just looking at, okay, what's the performance of the last three days, you can also look at the last three days and the last seven and the last 30 and the last 180 because it's not just about what's happening recently. Like let's say you wanna, you're considering pausing keywords that aren't performing and you're looking at the last seven days of data. These keywords come up, hey, these got a bunch of clicks but no sales, you might pause these. But there's a lot of situations where those keywords maybe just didn't perform recently and they used to go gangbusters for you or maybe they're seasonal and they only perform during Q4. So it's not always about just what's happening recently or in a specific date range, you often need to look at multiple date ranges and it allows you to do that within our query system. And we understand a lot of people don't wanna create their own um, complex queries. So we, we have uh, what we call starter recipes um, available in every account that handle probably 90% of the optimization you need to do anyways. T dialing your bids based on their performance increasing your bids if you're not getting impressions, pausing keywords and targets that um, aren't performing uh, across various uh, metrics. Great. Well, you better tell people where they can find this and how they get started. So there's a 14-day free period. Yep, absolutely free. There's no credit card re required. You just sync your account and uh, go crazy with it and see if it works for you. And if it, it does, subscribe to a plan based on kind of what you're, you're seeing in revenue. Um, but merchjar.com, M-E-R-C-H-J-A-R.com. If you're watching on YouTube, Cameron is wearing the t-shirt. Yes, yeah. I'm, I sell t-shirts. I figure I got to at least get some shirts made. Yes, yeah, there you go. Well, it's interesting. There's a few companies around uh, that we've I've run into this year on this show. Book Vault's another one. Printers up in um, not too far from here in the UK who are suddenly quite big in the indie space. And they're companies that have just worked out how big and powerful the indie publishing market is and are sort of pivoting themselves towards it. Now, I kind of feel that's what's going on here. You're sort of realizing yes. this is an important, growing, exponentially growing area. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is. Um, it, was, it wasn't, we knew KDP existed. I have a KDP account, which is what we use for testing the APIs and stuff to get it working with that so we could pull in the various KDP metrics. Um, but I've had a few uh, longtime users with KDP with us, and one of them I, I did a 
an interview on my channel not too long ago with Janice Papworth, and she's the one that told me about 20 Books Vegas. Um, she's you know, during the interview, she's like, "You should go. It's you know, it's a great event. There's tons of people." And that was three weeks before it was actually going on. Um, right. And I ended up making it happen, and just through talking to all the various authors and how much money some of these were making, I knew that through some of our users making six figures a month um, through our so through our software. So I knew there was definitely potential especially compared to Merch On Demand. So I, there are some similarities. There's, um, there's a lot of crossover. People that sell the Merch On Demand also do KDP. They're creators um, and it's print on demand. So it's, there's a lot of that crossover. And I knew how much bigger the ceiling was with KDP than Merch because I have one of the best selling t-shirts across the entire platform on my own. So I've seen what the sales potential is on Merch and my sales were dwarfed by a few of our users on KDP. So I know the ceiling was much bigger and that was kind of the first hint and then just again through talking with all the authors how amazing of a space it is, but not only that, how underserved it seems to be on the software front. So I believe with um, our experience, mine and my co-founders software experience, we could uh, develop a lot of tools to make advertising much easier and, and sell more products, make everyone more money. Yeah. That's the name of the game. That sounds great, Cameron. Look, I'll give it a go. I'll give it a go on my books and um, and get used to using the software. And there's, um, like I say, a few people have come up in this area, um, but it's it's crying out really because it's a it's a huge time. We have so many things to do when you're an independent author, from writing being number one and covers and blurbs and Facebook ads and merch and you know you name it. But uh, to to automate in a way that's going to be successful, I think, is a bit of a uh, a panacea is that the right word um, a golden ticket I'm not like a writer so I'm not <laughs> I don't know no well yeah it's the end of the day I was a writer at the beginning of the day but I'm sort of a uh, brain fuzzled now so um yeah sounds good so yeah looking forward to it and I'll um yeah I'll report back yeah happy to help as well jump on a demo with you and show you all the ins and outs and uh, yeah we're real, really excited to be part of the community it was I had a fantastic time in in Vegas, uh, I'll be at the Spain convention and London as well. I'm already planning on so doing the whole circuit. Super, superb. Okay, well look, um, I'll see you in Spain, uh, and I'll also see you in in London, obviously, because that's our conference. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that. Be great, camera. This is the self-publishing show. There's never been a better time to be a writer.